welcome to the first ever episode of Spilling Eve. I am your host, Christy LaPointe, and I'm so excited to talk about Killing Eve, possibly my favorite show in the world, definitely my favorite show right now. We're going to go through episode by episode and talk about this series. Today, I'm joined by my first very special guest, the wonderful uh, writer and actor, Pete DeCourcy. Hi. Cheers. Yay. <laughs> we really need a sound yeah. effect there. <laughs> you get the you get the killing Eve like. Uh, uh, uh. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll put in really inappropriate yeah, yeah, sound, yeah, just sound that, clips. Yeah. Uh, so Pete is a dear friend and was the first person to text me about killing Eve. So I thought it was appropriate <laughs> that you should be on the first episode. Thank you. Yeah. As soon as I watched this, I was like, oh, this is a this is a Christy show. <laughs> and you <laughs> were not wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think I was just like, I think I texted you, uh, Devin Henderson, who I don't think has watched it. Uh, and a few other people, and I was just like, you guys need to watch this right away, because I need people to talk to. It's it. such a good show, but it's also such an interesting intersection of genres and bringing comedy and drama together. Yes. So it can be kind of hard to explain, but there, I definitely think, are people who, the second they see this, they just are amazed by it yeah and also like it feel for me watching it i was like oh how did this not exist yet like how is there nothing like this it feels so new yeah i was okay so i was actually um i was uh, i was just at a wedding in dc and um one of the uh, uh people one of the guests there is actually a tv writer for collider and she was i was i basically said i was like what should i be watching like what's the best show mm. um because I, I always kind of feel like i'm up to date on stuff but so it's nice when people tell me and she was like are you not watching Killing Eve? I was like, oh, I'm watching Killing Eve. I want more shows like that. Yeah. And she she literally was like, I have <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Uh, although she did, I will say she did DM me the next day and say, have you watched Barry? It's also very good and very similar yeah. in tone. That's interesting. That's so funny. Yeah. I hadn't thought about the similarities of the like assassin and comedy, mm-hmm. but they do feel very yeah, different. Yeah, there's some, but I, 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 as much as I love Barry and I do think actually Bill Hader's doing great stuff, this show is everything. So before we get into the pilot and the yeah. episode, let's talk a little bit about the show broadly, especially since sure. this is the first episode. Yeah. How did you find out about it? How did how did Killing <laughs> Eve come into your life? Um I uh, I love uh I love celebrity gossip. So I Of course you do. <laughs> so I there's a um a website called Oh No They Didn't uh which is like a live journal, <laughs> but it's it's a like user generated where they basically just post it's like secondhand stuff. Mm-hmm. But um for some reason, uh, there were the people that kept posting stuff about it, and I will. I'm going to make this very clear. I was not a big Sandra O oh fan. Uh, Fighting which, words off um, the top. I, I think it's fair. I, I, don't turn this podcast. Yeah, off. no, don't do that. Don't do that, please. Um, so my, uh, I remember seeing her in uh, Last Night with Don McKellar, which is a fantastic film, and she's great in it. But then she was on Grey's Anatomy, and that I just didn't. It, it was a show that never clicked with me. I think I watched like a couple episodes here and there, mm-hmm. uh, and she was great in it, but I just didn't care. Uh, so when they kept saying like, you guys need to see this, Sandra O oh has never been better. I was like, oh, okay, uh, sure. <laughs> neat. Yeah, neat. Um, so I, uh, I, I watched the first episode and my God, uh, do you, do you want to give like a synopsis of kind of like what it's about? Yes. So we'll do that in a second. Okay. Before sorry. Before we get, yeah. that's okay. We're learning together. It's okay. all new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before we get there, uh, were you familiar already with Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who's the showrunner and wrote the pilot? Yeah. Yeah. So um, my, uh, I'm aware of her just because, uh, thanks to Netflix, uh, I watched Crashing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was going through a, uh, a very rough time. Uh, I, I'd gone through a breakup 
and um, was uh, switching some anti-depression meds around, and someone said, you should watch Fleabag. <laughs> oh, the timing on that <laughs> Yeah, one. yeah, and I was like, I was like, sure, sure, you know nothing was going on in my life, and I started watching it, and I, uh, I think I stopped after, there's, there's not many episodes, no. so I think I watched maybe three, and I was like, wow, this is probably the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, it's so incredibly well written. Uh, I don't know if this is a comedy, <laughs> but I laughed at a lot of things. But also, whoever did this, not knowing um, that uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge both wrote in, and she stars in it as well. Uh, and uh, and I basically, as soon as I did more looking up on it, I um, decided that she's brilliant. She can do no wrong. She's perfect. Uh, and she's perfect. She's just... Uh, and also, I've watched numerous interviews with her on Graham Norton, and my God, is she just a delight of a human. Um, very big fan. Yeah, I, I knew her from Fleabag primarily. Our mutual friend, Nicola Dempsey, had mm-hmm. recommended that to me. <laughs> same, same, same. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I always trust British people to tell me what the good <laughs> British shows are, That's obviously. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, great, I'll watch it. And that show similarly kind of blew me away. And I felt like the way that she broke the fourth wall and mixed these really dark things with Heavy. comedy. Yeah. But not in a like, ooh, look at us, we're so edgy doing dark, dark comedy. Yeah. It was like, no, it's not gimmicky at all. It's just genuine and true to life yeah. in some very like sad ways. <laughs> yes. So I was so excited when I found out. I saw a trailer for Killing Eve mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook or something. And I was like, what is this show? It looks so good. And then when I found out it was her show, she was show running, I got very excited very fast. Yeah. Uh, it's based, the series is based on novels. Yeah, I think they're a series of novels. Um, I, I got the audiobook. Pete doesn't know how to read. Listeners, just <laughs> I'm learning every day. Uh, I got the audiobook because I, I, um, I, the the wait list for them on through the library is actually huge. Um, yeah, so that makes I, sense yeah. right now. So I end up getting the audiobooks, and once I finished the the season, I was like, oh, I'll read it and, and see if I can enjoy it. And I decided not to, not to read them, not to read them, listen to them, um, right. because I'll be honest with you. I just don't know if it's going to be the same experience because uh, I feel like Phoebe Waller-Bridge, uh, uh, P- PWB. I feel like she. Ooh, I like it. I feel like she's actually um, injected so much uh, more humor. At least these were the reviews I had read. Mm-hmm. She has injected so much uh, more humor and kind of um, maybe maybe different takes. And I, it seems like there's a, there is a, a weight and a, and a lightness that I think she brings to a lot of her work, and it's it's really apparent here. And I think that's what draws me more than anything. It's it, because it, otherwise, if it's just a story about totally, you know, what spies it is, and spies assassins, and assassins, yeah. I, there's actually maybe more stuff I would be interested in reading. Yeah, I, I'm not very compelled to read them either mm-hmm. because for me, I feel like the TV show is so well done, as I've made clear, in yeah. and of itself as its own thing. Uh, but that series, uh, I think the first one or maybe the series is called Codename Villanelle. If any listeners have read them or listened to them on tape, <laughs> yeah, yeah. please let us know and send in like your thoughts and and how they compare because I'd be really mm-hmm. interested to hear that. Yeah, because if I'm wrong, if I'm if, if people actually say like, oh, there's a whole d- different dimension to them, I would, I, I mean, I've got it. I've got it. I'd love to listen to it. Uh, give me a reason, uh, please. Okay, let Let's get into the episode. So okay. we are talking about the pilot, which we just watched, episode 101, which is entitled Nice Face, which is <laughs> so funny, and was written by Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Um, 
So the sh- this show and this episode opens in just one of the funniest, most interesting ways. And I feel so bad because this clip I've seen used a lot in promo and trailers. And I get it. I would probably use it too. But I feel like it kind of like gives away a little bit. Yeah, it's... <laughs> for Okay, for, uh, there, there's two things we, we, we need to talk about first. One is the music, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Um, it's It's light british pop music Mm -hmm. that is kind of a mix between like a girl group and beach house uh like a 60s girl group and beach house and it's just so incredibly well done and it really sets the tone um and then there's the fonts uh uh, uh, the 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 chirons that are saying like where they are Mm -hmm. um are huge they take up the whole um screen screen and it's just big thick chunky letters and there's something that is both um comical about it but also it seems incredibly official like like when you watch you know uh you know it's like you watch any spy movie they have that usually in the bottom and it comes across yeah, it's like, like a, a lower text. third yeah and this is almost like a ridiculous um like wes anderson <laughs> font right in the middle and it, it's just like wait why are you telling me, uh, like we're in vienna you know like totally. it's already set up we can see clearly it's almost too much information and it works great um and then they're in a uh, an ice cream parlor yeah which in and of itself feels so old timey and sort of whimsical yeah. and the colors are bright and jodie comer as villanelle is just sitting there looking so beautiful, beautiful and perfect and so the the first scene is her sort of interacting with this little girl who's also eating ice cream mm-hmm. who she's sitting across from and she's staring at her and then she notices the person working at the ice cream store smiling and the girl mm-hmm. reciprocating. And so she does the same thing. She like mimics him and mm-hmm. tries to get a smile back. And when I watched this the first time, I thought like, oh, she must be a sociopath or someone who doesn't have feelings. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to like imitate human behavior, which is interesting because that's not really the case necessarily with the se- within the series. Yeah, within the sequ- yeah. But it's such a strong way to set up like, oh, this isn't a normal person. Yeah, and it is also interesting too that when they, they do this really big close-up on the uh, the, the, the ice cream uh, salesman <laughs> and you see like his smile is genuine. You see like the um, the, uh, the the crow's feet of his eyes, like every, he squints and his face, it's like it, it's almost it's almost jarring to look at because it's like yeah, it's so it's, it, it's vulnerable. Like, yeah, it's vulnerable, but it's also it's kind of ugly. <laughs> um, and then when she does it, she smiles and everything looks correctly, but you can tell like she doesn't mean it. Yeah, her eyes aren't smiling. Yeah, and, and in fact, this is a sm- you see this smile several times in the episode. Mm, it's, interesting. Yeah, yeah, um, especially later on when she's in Italy, Tuscany. Okay, so that happens. She has the interaction Mm -hmm. at the ice cream parlor. It results in her, like, shoving the ice cream in the little girl's face and (laughs) just walking walking away, away. callously smiling, which is so fun. And Mm -hmm. right right away, we're like, okay, we kind of get who this person is. Hilarious, Mm. but scary. Yeah, she's a mean girl. So then we go and we see Eve, Mm -hmm. uh, who is the namesake of the show, uh, Eve Pilastri, and it's... It's such a good introduction, again, yeah. because it's, it's a close-up of Sandra O oh as mm-hmm. her character Eve lying in bed, screaming. Like, just blood-curdling screaming. It, and, and, her, and her husband's going to grab her. Yeah, He's yelling, and we don't Eve, know. We're Eve. like, is yeah, something yeah, yeah, wrong? Yeah. What's yeah. happened? And I wrote it down. I wrote down the line because I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. Her first line in the series is, 
I fell asleep on both my arms, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which is the most relatable, <laughs> dumb thing. Sure. It makes us feel right away, at least me, I was yeah. like, oh, I can totally empathize with this character and I get her and she's normal. Yeah. She's kind of a mess. She's falling asleep on her arms yeah. and then and just screaming overreact. bloody yeah. murder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes into work. We get a little glimpse into her life at MI5 mm-hmm. where she is working with a group of people who it seems like she has a really strong bond with. Bo- and relationship, and everyone everyone kind of... Uh, a great, great thing about this uh, that I think uh, PWB uh, really excels at is she gives everyone these small little character moments. Uh, there's just a couple lines and everything you need to know um, about uh, about her relationship with um, I can't think of uh, the the woman's name, um, but like her, one of her coworkers is mm-hmm. she's you know Elena the, I Elena think. okay yeah. Elena had just uh, they had there was a party last night for Bill um, they drank too much Eve slept in mm-hmm. was lazy but Elena has been up for a while she went for a run she ate a charcoal pill uh, you know and and. And she's eating a croissant, and there's a playful banter about that in between. And it's it really sets up that, like, Eve is a likable, normal person. Yeah, and this is a great work environment. environment. Yeah. She's, like, messing around with her assistant, and then she goes into this meeting late. She's, like, joking around mm. with her boss, even though it's a very serious meeting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, I mean let's be honest. <laughs> the, the, they basically say, like, a major KGB, or, like, yeah, it's, like, a KGB... Uh, operative. Uh, yeah, operative slash... Yeah, like, yeah. A, a, he's a, a human trafficker. He's been murdered. I know he's not a great person, but it still matters. <laughs> like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's so intense. But their work and their working relationships are so casual and so comfortable. Yeah. And watching it the first time and then re-watching it, I was like, yeah, I want to work in an office like that oh, where yeah. everyone's like best friends and does karaoke yeah, together. Yeah, fun, yeah. And it's so funny because then within that board meeting when they're talking mm-hmm. about all the serious stuff, we meet Frank, who is their boss. Who is and I, who, my favorite character in the show. He is so funny and was not invited to the <laughs> no. hangout. And then they are in an awkward position yeah. of trying to justify. They're like, oh, it was... The the Last line, minute. yeah, the line is. First off, he describes Eve as his latest assistant. Oof. Yeah, and then says you'll have to pardon them. Um, they're usually not this quite sweaty. They were out dancing and singing at karaoke last night for Bill's birthday, and then Bill says. Oh, it was a spontaneous thing because they obviously did not invite this guy because he's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just such a great quick glimpse into, yeah. okay, we know what that relationship is. We know who he is to mm-hmm. them. Uh, so they have this meeting. Right away, Eve uh, kind of infers that she thinks that the killer was a woman. Yeah. Which is not on the board. Mm-hmm. No one's talking about that. She whispers and like does a bet with her boss. Yeah. Uh, they have a they have a regular thing where it's like they bet twenty uh, twenty dollars twenty quid twenty quid. Uh, I don't uh, know. I don't know what the exchange is on that. <laughs> more than more than Canadian <laughs> yeah, dollars where Canadian, we are yeah. certainly. Uh, so they have that exchange, and Eve is uh, already like her interest is totally sparked, mm-hmm. and we find out. I think her assistant maybe even says at one point like, "I get that you're obsessed with like." Yeah. assassins yeah. and killers yeah we, uh, yeah that that comes a bit later when she was like describe her breasts yeah <laughs> yeah totally uh so then we see uh we go back and we see 
Villanelle again, and this time Constantine, who is her handler, is Mm -hmm. there, and he's just checking in on the murder, seeing how everything went, and she asks him to stay and watch a movie with her in, like, such a sweet and childish-seeming way. And that's, so this is kind of the really interesting thing about uh, Villanelle, because it seems like she is a petulant child whose parents kind of give her everything except for the attention that she Mm -hmm. wants. Uh, She's flown first class everywhere she goes to take out like her marks and she buys lots of expensive extravagant things. Everything she could possibly need. She's, uh, she, 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 even like there's a scene kind of slightly before this where she gets back and um, her old lady in Paris is like walking down the things and she treats her like a dog. She's just mocking She's her, just mocking not her. helping. Yeah, and but it's so charming yeah. that even when the landlady is like asshole, she keeps calling her asshole. You're just like, ah, yeah. what a fun banter. But then you're like, wait, no. The word asshole is actually the way it's used for comedy in this episode is so strong. Later, her assistant is talking too and calls her her niece an, yeah, asshole? an asshole. Yeah, she's an like my sister baby. and her asshole baby. It's like whoa. Yeah, but it's so casual and it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so then we have that interaction with Constantine. We're still not exactly sure, like, what is that relationship? Right, yeah. Are they lovers? Like, does she want to be a lover? Or is it just any attention? Yeah, she pretends to be dead when he comes Mm -hmm. in and then, like, screams at him and she thinks that's hilarious. Like, she's still playing. And it seems like it's it's such a, like, a childlike thing to do that it almost takes away any, um... Any kind of like, I, for for me at least, I was like, there's no sexual interest. Totally, it, 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 it was a very apparent that this is almost like a father. Yes, kind it of felt thing. it felt super paternal. Yeah. Uh, so then we go back to Eve, and mm-hmm. and the pilot is structured kind of like this, where we're very much in one of their worlds and then the other. We know there's an intersection, but we're not really there yeah. yet. And uh, I I didn't write down the name of the director, but um, I will say the the greatest thing between the two is all of Villanelle's scenes are beautiful. The, the lighting is great. It's like natural lighting where everything looks uh, very kind of like beautiful. And it, like everything Villanelle owns is, is like um, brand name and, and expensive. And then when you go to the Eve stuff, it's like the drabest colors. It's even just normal. Just normal light. stuff. Normal light. Um, you know, even in the offices, they're like, it's very like dark. And uh, yeah. And then, and then when she goes to go visit her husband, it's like this really gaudy like almost like maroon room that she's in it's it feels yeah. like a bingo hall yeah it feels like a bingo hall. It's it's like just... it, everything is just it, there's this really odd like juxtapositioning between the two mm-hmm. it works so wonderfully yeah and and villanelle's life is glamorous yeah which we see throughout this series mm-hmm. so we go back to eve eve is uh trying to secretly interview the witness who saw the first murder which we didn't see in the series mm-hmm. but it's implied that this murder happened in vienna where uh Villanelle took out this guy, right? Uh, but his girlfriend was there, and his girlfriend survived. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Kasha, Kasha, I think. So she survived, and Eve wants to go interview her and find out, like, was this a man or a woman? There's all this back and forth about whether there's CCTV footage that mm-hmm. would show it, and she's told there is, and it's a man, and she finds out that's not true. Uh, so she goes, and she secretly, illegally interviews this Interview witness. Her, yeah. And, uh, and she gets, uh, she, she brings it to her husband who's Polish mm-hmm. and, and his, because the interpreter can't really, yeah, like, it's, it's an older, uh, interpreter. And, and actually this was my favorite, one of my favorite lines was she says, does anyone here speak heroin Polish? Yeah. Uh, like <laughs> just, so good because she's just incoherently babbling, yeah, just, clearly very out of it. Yeah. 
Uh, and so she brings it to uh, her husband, and they are listening to it. And he describe the in the in the tape, um, in Polish, she describes the woman as being a flat-chested psycho. Yeah. So right away, Eve's like, "Oh, I am onto something," mm-hmm. and it just like ignites her to keep yeah. on this trek. Meanwhile, in Villanelle world, <laughs> she is going to Tuscany to murder some Italian yeah. guy. And man, there is a beautiful sequence where it's just her eating what I can only assume is, I think it's a piece of cheese on a baguette. Oh, it's like some kind of beautiful Italian sandwich. Yeah, and she just, and she just crushes a, a, a tomato on top of it. Yeah. And it's just like, it I devours want, yeah, it. Yeah, devours it. And it's like, I want to eat that. It could be a scene from a romantic comedy. Like, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, this yeah. beautiful, if well Diane, shot scene. Yeah, if Diane Lane did it, I yeah. would be like, well... She's going to find love at the end of this film. <laughs> yeah, but quite the contrary. Yeah. She shows up. It's this big party mm-hmm. for the guy that she's killing, which is pretty bold, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're not sneaking up on him in the middle of the night. You're going where he is the center of attention in his own home. Yeah, and 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 again, like, it's so beautiful how she does it. She's wearing this be- uh, beautiful, um, like... Uh, it's like a light blue kind of uh, shirt, and she's and she's climbing up over the drain pipe to get in, and uh, which with some effort too, which I appreciate. It wasn't like she was like just climbing up so quick. It was like it, you could t- see her kind of struggle. Which is kind of the great thing about Villanelle. She's this incredibly talented assassin, mm-hmm. but she's also a real person, and yeah. she does fuck up. Yeah, sometimes. She's relatable, you know. Uh, she's just like, like us. Finally, <laughs> yeah. it's like if I tried to murder someone. assassins, just they're kidding. just like you and me. <laughs> I'd be terrible. Uh, but she using this. Mark's grandson mm-hmm. lures him into the house. First, we should talk about a very. This was the only moment where I was. I rolled my eyes. You're right. You're right. I'm um, breezing right by. Yeah. So uh, Villanelle is checking out the house, and she goes in and she starts looking at in the wardrobe of uh, of the uh, mobster's wife. Mm-hmm. And someone comes in, uh, a guard comes in, and she has like moments to kind of uh, hide. Hide. And the guy comes in, checks himself out, closes the the wardrobe, and then looks himself in the mirror, and then leaves. And then there's <laughs> this moment where you just see a um, like just a piece of luggage start moving back and forth, <laughs> fall on the ground, and then she unzips herself and comes out. And it's just like, okay, this is the why is this the one thing I'm gonna roll my eyes at? Yeah, she is apparently a contortionist, contortionist yeah. who can zip herself into a tiny suitcase. And then and then unzip herself, get out, and still look amazing. And then mm, carry out a very successful murder. Uh, yeah, murder. Um which is incredibly well done. And here's the thing, if James Bond did we don't blink an eye when James Bond does these You're things. You're right, Pete. But uh, here I am nitpicking this. <laughs> she can do whatever she wants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, she kills this guy using mm-hmm. her hairpin. Yeah, and it looks like a poison. It's very gruesome. It's yeah. very fast. Right before it happens, she asks him where he got this like silk throw that's on the bed with the name uh. of the designer. And then as he's dying, she's writing the name of the designer on her hand mm. in just, pen. Yeah, it's very, it's very funny. It, to me, in that moment, I was like, oh, this is like a millennial assassin. Yeah. It, it seemed like something so relatable. Mm-hmm. I have pen on my hand right oh, now. I, I, it I, happens I all do. the time. Yeah. But it's it was just used for such effective, like, comedic relief mm-hmm. in this very dark moment. Uh, so then we're back to Eve. Mm-hmm. Eve's doing all this research, trying to figure it out. Uh, she, like, 
starts to stab her own femoral artery. Yeah, just to see, which is it's, it, we, very uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. It's funny. We just watched a guy get uh, uh, <laughs> stabbed through, yeah, the, get eye through the eye. And we're, I'm like, oh, well, I mean, it was a very funny sequence where she writes something. But this was like, I had Nicking a hard leg. time with. Yeah. yeah. And maybe that's because it's the protagonist and we're with Eve and yeah. we're uh, relating to mm-hmm. her more. Uh, she asks her husband how he would murder her. And he's very caught off guard. And yeah. her husband, I don't, we haven't really touched on this. He's a very milk toast, He's boring so bland. Character. It's just, he's, he is the sky, he's worse. You remember how everyone hates Skylar in Breaking oh, Bad? Oh, he's way worse he's than He's so Skyler. much worse because at least Skylar wanted what was best for everyone. This guy just is boring. He just seems like nothing, which is an interesting mm-hmm. uh, person to put Eve in a relationship yeah. with. Uh, so he, he won't answer. He's like, I'll compliment you to death. How would you kill me? And then Eve details (laughs) a very clear laid out plan of how she would murder and dispose of his body. And he kind of laughs it off, but is also like, Like, oh, you've thought about this a lot. And this is, I think this for me, this kind of solidified where like Eve is, um, uh, to steal a phrase, Eve is a murderino. She loves this stuff. She totally is. She she probably is at home. She listens. When she has to work out, she's listening to My Favorite Murder. She's uh, got probably uh, has uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark on her her bedside table. Um, And I I don't think that this guy is that and would never even think that that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't understand. He wouldn't understand it. Because as much as he's willing, I think, to to help uh, her out when she needs it, I think he has no interest in any of this stuff. Yeah, he's just a nice, normal person. Yeah. Which in real life is great, and on TV is it's so, so boring. boring. Uh, so then we go back to Villanelle. Uh, Constantine has come over to tell her that uh, the witness to her last murder is still alive and talking to the police in London, and she's mm. going to have to go deal with it. When he gets there, there are like three guys there from the night before. So we're just getting a glimpse again into Villanelle's lifestyle, which is just sort of this carefree, glamorous somewhat hedonistic like yeah just no consequences and it's all about like it seems that when she's not killing someone it's just all about pleasure we see her eating great food mm-hmm. and buying expensive things and uh so she is uh kind of put in her place that yeah. she has to go take care of this witness because she didn't in the first place uh and that's when we know like okay eve's in london villanelle's been in paris this whole time now like they're probably gonna meet, yeah they right? have to meet like this is yeah uh, also, when we were watching the episode, we both were like, oh, I forgot how much of this happens in the pilot yeah, and not I, later on in the series. It's, it's crazy to me that, you know, I mean, Vienna, London, Paris, uh, uh, Tuscany, uh, and then back to London. It, 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 but it, it's more than that. It's that stuff happens in each of these places oh. that have consequences and that have... And that will carry on later yeah. into the series, too. I, just, I, I even noticed... Um, having seen all the episodes that there's characters that are popping up in the background that actually are going to be people of matter uh, in later episodes. Totally. So Eve goes to the hospital because she wants to check in again with uh, the witness Mm -hmm. and get more information. And she's bringing her young, like hip translator who can maybe get through to her and they're not really supposed to be going. She's Mm -hmm. definitely not supposed to be bringing this kid. All of of this is completely off the book. Yeah. But her direct boss, Bill has kind of given her a like, yeah, things are, things aren't quite what they Mm -hmm. seem. There's yeah. So it's like, you have my blessing. Yeah. Uh, she goes to the bathroom where Villanelle is already there about to take out the witness. Yeah. Uh, they have this very, like truly what would be a meet cute 
yeah, in any other genre. Yeah, it's just the two of them at a bathroom stall, and Eve is trying to figure out what to do with her hair, put it up, put it down. And, yeah. And Eve, Sandra Oh, has great hair. Great hair. Great hair. It's just, it's thick, black, Voluminous. Curly, voluminous. It is, uh, it's the things you dream of, you know? <laughs> and Villanelle is totally taken with her and with her hair. Yeah. Which we haven't really seen her be out of control up to this point. No, she's she's very composed. Even even when she murders people, she is very much uh, direct. Like there's, uh, in, in one of the things that she does repeatedly is she like stares at them and watches the life comes out of their eyes. Totally. And it is a menacing and just a very disturbing thing. Um, but that's the closest kind you see of her, like, not even indulging, but, like, of a, a, a being kind of, like, uh, like she needs to do this. Totally. And the way she looks at Eve's hair is almost the opposite. Like, she's just caught off guard, and she just loves it. She's, like, lost in it. Yeah. And they just have this moment, and Villanelle is staring at her, and Eve notices and says, like, are you okay? Is anything wrong? And Villanelle snaps back into mm. assassin mode. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah. Starts to leave. Looks back at Eve, still trying to put yeah. her hair up, and is like, you should wear it down. In a British accent, yeah. which was a nice touch. Uh, and then leaves. And Eve kind of takes that moment. It's this very intense meeting. Yeah. Uh, and then Eve gets a phone call while she's on the toilet mm -hmm. that uh, to, to be careful and look out for the witness because yeah. someone's lying about something. She runs back out and... The phone it's a bloodbath. It is the most chilling scene, especially because we know that she's taken this young, uh, her young friend who's lied to his parents about why he's there uh, because she wants him to interpret. And, you know, he's like, oh, you know, the idea under the pretense that she is there, uh, or that he's there as her, her um, family. Yeah, he's related, yeah, he's related to the witness. And he sits down and she before she goes to the bathroom, he even says, he's like, we should, we should have brought her chocolates or something. And it's so innocent and nice. Um, that you're like, oh, this is a good person. Yeah, how sweet. Yeah, and then you come out and you see a bloodbath and you're like, oh my God, Eve has gotten this guy killed. Yeah, like did this Yeah, did teenage this teenage boy teenage die. Boy. Yeah. Uh, so you see that Eve runs straight over mm -hmm. and uh, Kasha is bleeding out yeah. and Eve's like holding her, trying to like keep the blood uh, from coming out anymore mm -hmm. and saying things to her and there, there's like slain nerve yeah, sensing yeah two nurses pops uh, around cop, yeah uh, dirty detail so it's, it's very very dark and then we see the young boy the young come boy back come with the chocolate yeah and it's it's the biggest sigh release i a relief i have given in this whole episode i just i just could not deal with that it's, yeah and yeah. i think that's a testament to the brilliant writing where it's finding that levity mm -hmm. even in a dark and very yeah. sad Be moment because the truth is we like both of them. We I, and I even lean more towards liking Villanelle because the people she's killing right now, yeah, they're are mostly bad, bad people. So it's like you know you you've got that you know that Punisher aesthetic of like well they probably had it coming. So the minute you know this is the first time we actually see her kill innocents for lack of a better word. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bill and Eve have to go in and talk yep. to stupid Frank. Frank. Uh, and and, uh, and we should uh, we we haven't mentioned her yet, but Fiona Shaw. Yeah. Uh, who you probably know as uh, Aunt, uh, Aunt Petunia Dudley from uh, the um, Harry Potter films. Not familiar. <laughs> uh, yes, no. Fiona Shaw is amazing yeah. that she plays Carolyn, who mm -hmm. is like the MI6, MI6. type yeah, head she, boss she heads, who comes in. She heads the Russia division. Yeah. Uh, so she's she's amazing. Yeah. She's also in this meeting. Yeah. 
and she's just sitting there and, and her she maybe says in the whole show she maybe says a curt six lines yeah if the, that in the pilot she's very much yeah. a stoic serious mm-hmm. character but um one she is a fantastic actress actor and uh she just does it, just her presence looms in every every scene she's in you just know that she's the important person there yeah absolutely so bill and eve are fired yeah it's not even a question it's a very funny scene very funny scene where That's they're able to exchange. like swear at their boss yeah. cock swap <laughs> i don't know the the swears that they come up with i don't know if they're british or if they're out of yeah. baby waller bridge's brain yeah I, I'm, either way love them yeah they're so good Probably gonna it's use the them. best swearing in a show since um deadwood oh i don't know deadwood oh we'll talk about this some more time <laughs> great that'll be the next <laughs> podcast uh so they're fired and then the big twist that happens right at the end is carolyn shows up on eve's doorstep mm-hmm. asks her to go to a corner store with her eve is so caught off guard and so not cool yeah and like acting very weird yeah like she doesn't understand why she'd be there like you know why she's she, there she, it's all just, your instincts are correct yeah and especially as someone who i think would be a murderer you know yeah. it seems so funny for her to be like oh but now that it's real i don't know how to handle exactly. this yeah. so they just have this little exchange mm-hmm. and carolyn basically says Without in, without explicitly saying it, she says, come have breakfast with mm-hmm. me next week because I want to make you a spy. Yeah. And Eve is so caught off guard. Yeah. And there's this great exchange where she says, don't forget to grab the milk. You don't want your husband to think you're having an affair. And she goes, oh, he would he never think I was having an affair. Um, you know, he'd think I was a, a, a spy before he'd think I was affair, uh, having an affair. And she goes, you should probably make him think you're having an affair. Oh, which is so good. And like, you're like, oh, you're going to be a spy. Oh, oh this is happening. So also, good. oh, what does this mean for your relationship and yeah. about your relationship? Yep. Because this is going to be a huge obstacle mm. uh, if it's not something you're able to share with him, which we see later in the series how yeah. that turns out <laughs> yeah. too. Uh, and then we just go back really quickly to Villanelle and mm-hmm. we see that she has bought the silk throw yeah. that she admired of the guy she murdered and she's spreading it out on her bed and she's just lying in it and she has her next assignment Mm -hmm. uh so it seems like in her mind things are pretty much like status quo back to normal yeah um it's it's great uh i mean uh if you watch dexter Mm -hmm. you're aware that serial killers keep uh keep trophies trophies and it does look like from all of her um uh, murders that she commits uh her hits that she gets she does bring back but it all seems to be high-end clothing uh even from the uh uh from the tuscany hit she does steal a dress out of that wardrobe from the mob boss's wife yeah he, yeah he even, he even remarks he says i think my wife has the same dress yeah and then she jabs it in his eye <laughs> <laughs> so fun yeah, yeah fashion plays a very interesting role in mm-hmm. the series and that's something on future episodes we'll probably get into more. people have also compared the show a little bit to nikita uh, the, the book series as well and a little bit to Orphan Black which I think are interesting because those are both instances of like quote unquote strong female, female characters yeah. and interesting and Orphan Black especially so many different types of women interacting with each other but I I find that this show is really singular and really unique yeah and I, I wouldn't necessarily use comparisons no honestly I, I was thinking I remember uh, reading and they're like, oh, it's about spies and assassins. And I thought, well, this will probably be very like, because it was BBC, I would be like a very John le Carré way where we slow mm-hmm. and slow and burn, slow burn. Yeah. You know, and a lot of, a lot of men staring out of windows, yeah. having yeah. hushed conversations, hushed conversations. 
uh, it's not that at all. It's a joy to watch. It, this is such an enjoyable show. It's so well written. The pace is quick. The direction is fantastic. Um, every character has a moment. Yeah. Every character. And even the ones that you're like, oh, you're incredibly unlikable. You love so much. I can't get over how great Frank is. Oh. He, he, and later in the series, too, the series, he's yeah. so funny. He's so funny. And it, it, the only way I can describe it is imagine Stephen Merchant being given um, a power trip. You know, like just. Yeah, yeah. it's it's phenomenal. Uh, let's get into some segments, starting okay. with segment number one, first episode, Eve Mail. <laughs> this is where you, our beautiful listeners, can send in uh, emails, DMs, uh, with questions, ideas, Thoughts about the show? Anything you want to hear us chat about? Anything you know? Did you work on the show? Please send us an email. Yeah, Tell oh us God. anything. Yeah. What does Jodie Comer like to eat at craft service? Anything. <laughs> yeah, I would like to know. Does she crush tomatoes over everything? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. And very appropriate for today's email. <laughs> oh. uh, here we go. Hey there. One thing that has interested me throughout the series is Villanelle and food. I think it's obvious she likes to eat and loves food, but what I find interesting are the situations where she's eating food. Eating to satiate yourself is one thing, but you also have to be able to eat under the most comfortable circumstances as well, i.e. not in fight or flight situations or anything that would cause your immune system to shut down. I'm possibly overthinking this, but seeing actors use food in their scenes fascinates me. For example, Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. And I like seeing Villanelle with food. Also, I just like food, which let me just say. Agreed. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Uh, so this question was from Jess, who is at Edwardsisms on Twitter. Thanks so much for the question, Jess. I think it's a really good one. Mm-hmm. And rewatching the pilot with that sort of in mind, it blew my mind how much food was used in this show. Yeah. Because that's something that is not necessarily uh, happening in a lot of TV, and it is happening in all of our lives every day. Mm-hmm. I'm also a huge food person, a huge <laughs> food lover, so it was really interesting seeing not just Villanelle's interactions with food, but food used in in the whole show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a... Um, uh, uh, there's two really great moments, uh, but one of the ones that really stood out for me was actually with Eve uh, and Bill, uh, where basically just started with them, uh, Eve saying, we're doing a, a lunch swap. And it's Eve giving her lunch uh, to Bill and Bill giving his package lunch to her. And he's got a beautiful sushi and it looks amazing. And she has a um, some sort of uh, Polish dish, a pie. Like leftovers. Like leftovers. And it actually has a post-it note on it that says... Uh, eat it right, heat it up. Yeah. And um, it's very much also sums up the uh, relationship too, because it's like this guy, uh, Nico, is doing everything. Mm-hmm. He does, he cooks for her and he like wants her to eat well and she's giving it away and eating sushi. And she actually even says to Bill, like your wife is an artist. Yeah. And it's so interesting to see that both of their spouses have made their meals mm-hmm. for them. They don't want the thing their spouse no. gave them. It's so reminiscent of like a cafeteria where you're swapping yeah, lunches really with the kid yeah. next to oh, you. Totally. The number of times I swapped like a Dunkaroo for a fruit by the foot. Oh, hello. Yeah. Uh, and it's so it's just them bonding and it's natural. And it also, I think, shows us their relationship and how close they are yeah. and how that's I mean, that's an intimate thing to do. It's yeah. intimate to eat together, much less like share your food or force that. On Especially someone. when you're in an office situation where you're with this person all day. You know, I, I, I'm, if you've ever worked a desk job, I would never spend time with people I had to like 
work with the rest of the day. I'd be like, I'm going to go take a five. <laughs> I need a break yeah. from you. Uh, but these Devin. people, they like each other so much that not only are they willing to swap out lunches, but they're still talking. Yeah. And they're talking about like life and just how things are going. Totally. Yeah. Uh, which is which is so great. And then Villanelle with food. We see her eating right off the top. She's eating yeah. this decadent like ice cream sundae. Yeah. And the first time I watched through, because it was all new to me, I didn't notice her really eating it. And I thought it was more just she was there and having this interaction with the kid. Right. But she's eaten a whole ice cream sundae. Yeah. Like she wanted to do that. She's not, as far as we know, it's not a place where she's murdering anyone. No, she chose to go to an ice cream parlor. It doesn't even seem like she's lying low. She's enjoying herself to the point where she's taking small bite. The, the, the spoons are so long and, and have small, then she's really like savoring them. And yeah, it's, it's a really nice moment when you're like, oh, she's got all the time in the world and she is Totally. And then later she's having the sandwich, which mm-hmm. we already touched on, uh, in Tuscany, which yeah. is so romantic. Later in the series, the first time her and Eve have their real interaction is at Eve's house yeah, over warmed up yeah. shepherd's pie. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way Villanelle eats too is like she is enjoying it. She is mm-hmm. luxuriating in it, which is interesting because I think that might show like uh how she devours everything and her sort right. of lifestyle yeah well i mean you see that too especially with like in terms of like sexual appetites uh you know what she wants out of uh, clothes and like her life like totally. everything is the best yeah and, and and the most you can have absolutely and she just goes for it and does not care yeah uh which is cool and i also think it humanizes her in a way because I see someone loving to eat something and I go, oh, cool. They're yeah. like me. Great. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think, I think that's one of the greatest things about Villanelle as a character. And again, I don't know if this is a lot of, uh, of uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge or, or this is in the book as well. So please let us know. But it, it's so much as that Villanelle feels fully formed. There's, totally. There's stuff she does in this first episode that feels to me like I'm like, oh, I know... I know, I know people like this. And similarly for Eve, the mm-hmm. two of them are just real full people. Yeah. Which I think is part of why they're so compelling to yeah, watch. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, as the series goes, everyone kind of gets a little moment where everyone sort of gets something about them, except I will say for, for her husband. Who well, yeah. remains just... But isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, and do- I would assume super intentional based on yeah. how specific everything else is yeah. crafted. Uh, a lot of people have talked about sort of gender reversals with mm-hmm. this show, which I don't love that way of talking about it as if to say like men always are the leads because right. they're not. Mm-hmm. But uh, these are two really complex characters that wouldn't necessarily usually be women. Uh, and we were talking a little bit before about how the hu- the husband character feels like a underwritten female character that we've seen trillions of times yeah well i i mean there's scenes where he he, he serves nothing it, it's eve working through something <laughs> totally. and he happens to be there yeah. uh you know where she's just kind of like lying there in bed and she's like oh do you want to have sex and he's like oh sure 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 and then her mind isn't on it she's thinking about something else she starts out loud just out talking, loud, just through, talking the case. through the case and it's like well you know I mean, it's so funny. And then after she's like, right, she shuts the life off, goes to bed, and then turns on and is like, oh, right, sex. And he's like, you know what? I'm actually very tired. And it's like, yes, of course. Like, he's, you're not into this. Why is he going to be into this? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's the best. So thank you so much, Jess, for that Eve mail. Uh, you can send them to us on Twitter at Spilling Eve or send us an email, spillingeve at gmail.com. Next segment. Insert cool music here. Uh, so let's talk about 
the top kill of the episode and body count. Uh, I mean, for me, the top kill is definitely the Tuscany murder with the hairpin. I think that is shocking the way that she uses his grandson to entice him in. There's a whole thing. Honestly, you'll be able to do a whole show about how she interacts with children. Oh, this episode, she she is. She is mean to two children, but she does it in such a weirdly sweet way, especially with this one where um, she actually says, like, get in there, don't make a sound or I'll kill you. And he's like, are you going to eat me? And she says, maybe just your head. And it's just like, of course. Yeah, it's it is dark Mm -hmm. and it is scary and you don't quite know where it's going. We hadn't seen her murder anyone yet up to this point. So just the like intensity and the fastness and seeing how cold and callous she is with yeah it. this isn't affecting her at all no she's writing down the name of a like throw designer <laughs> exactly yeah she does not only care. works with silk yeah <laughs> uh and then we we see other murders uh through the show that there's the implied murder that yeah. happened in vienna there's the hospital massacre and and to me that one is actually i i feel even though we don't see it I feel like that's the one that has the most um, resonance for me. The hospital? The hospital. Just because I feel like watching someone die is one thing. Um, The gentleman, he dies. He's very good at it. But it's how um, Kasia, uh, how she dies, like with that, like she's crying. She's bleeding out. and blood gurgling. And also because Eve's not affected by the death of the mob boss and even you know it ends basically with his uh, nephew coming out and being like surprise grandpa and he just looks at him kind of gives him your look and it's like oh okay so he doesn't know what to think either i guess i don't care but the eve's reaction and and again sandra oh uh i'm uh, you're so good in this um of just of trying to get her to stay with her and the 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 grief that she experiences watching these people on the ground and trying to get her to to stay with her is is palpable and it, you feel it you, you really do. Yeah. And there's just so much death around too. Yeah, it's not one yeah. person. It's this like massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to count my way through this episode. I think the body count is six that we know of, including the implied death. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some episodes are more than others. Mm-hmm. I think that's a respectable number for a pilot for, for episode. For a pilot episode. You know, we don't know what their budget was. They, they had a lot of uh, traveling around. You can only buy so much uh, uh, fake blood. They also, like, aren't going to kill off any of the people we've just, <laughs> just met, met and don't care about yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, Which I appreciate because sometimes in shows, I feel like we are supposed to feel things mm-hmm. when we lose characters we don't know anything about. Yeah, which I always hate. Of course. I always hate that. The stakes are so low yeah. as a viewer. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, great. Uh, so that's top kill. Let's go to top line. Okay. I think my favorite was, we've already referenced this, but the does anyone in the department speak heroin Polish? I, uh, yeah, I, it's it's such a good line. It's a serious moment. You're not expecting yeah. it. It's so, it's such an accurate, like, description of what's happening mm-hmm. and how frustrating it is. Yeah, it's, it's just, honestly, it's the, I laughed out loud. Yeah. I wrote it down. I'm going to use it in day-to-day conversation. Yeah, I think it's so great. I think my follow-up, my runner-up would be, I fell asleep on both my arms, because what a way to introduce a character. Uh, and my runner-up would be when he's, uh, when after Bill has just been told that he's uh, he's done, uh, and he he stands up, puts his hand out to Frank and says, I just want to make sure. And then Frank says, oh, you're fired. And it's, again, it's one of those, like, it's a very, uh, I knew, I know this line, I've heard it a billion times, but the way these two uh, interact and deliver 
just really well done. It's so perfect. And yeah. again, keeps it funny, keeps, keeps it, funny. it yeah. light. Keeps, yeah, and it, we're not sad clips. that they're fired. We're just no, like, okay, what's next? Because yeah, like it's the first episode. Yeah, we, we know, know the show's not we over. Know stuff's going on. Uh, we've seen TV before, <laughs> not to brag. We're aware. Okay, uh, top ship, Pete. I feel like we just had this conversation. Maybe not. Do you know what it means to ship characters oh, or people? I, oh, I do. Do you want to explain it? I feel like I might make each of my guests try to explain it okay. broadly. Yeah. So um, ship stands for relationship. Mm-hmm. And so your favorite ship is... Um, uh, so it's, it's basically... This is old millennials yeah. trying to explain teen things. I had a Tumblr in the uh, double O's, okay? So it's basically, it's pairings. It's mm-hmm. pairings that you are like, oh, these people belong together. Uh, so uh, for example, um, I've always felt that uh, Mariah Carey and Nick Cannon are an OTP, a one true pairing, and they'll get back together. You know? Oh my gosh, you're so old. Mariah Carey? <laughs> These listeners don't even know who that is. I'm just she, kidding. As a lamb, <laughs> which is what we call ourselves. Uh, so each episode, we're going to do our top ship of the episode. Right. Which may change, may not. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people love Even Villanelle together and the idea sure. of them being a couple. Yeah. And as the series progresses, things get really intense mm-hmm. and much more intimate with them. Uh and I think in this in this first episode, it's kind of weird because we don't see them together necessarily. No, it's just that one moment in the bathroom. Totally. Um, but I think because of that moment and because it does have that like neat, cute, mm-hmm. electric feeling, I think for this episode, I'm going to go even Villanelle. Can't wait to say that every week. <laughs> this just not be a segment. Um, and just to be contrarian, uh, mine is Bill and Eve. Ooh. It's such a beautiful friendship. It's a friendship I've had with people. Where it's like, yes, you're working together, but it's great when you work with someone that you understand and, and, and enjoy. And love. And you love. can tell there's love there. There's love there. And there's also, it seems like they have a much deeper relation. Eve has a much deep, uh, deeper relationship with Bill than any other character right yeah, now. including her husband. Including her husband. There's a warmth and an intimacy between her and Bill that you don't see anywhere else. Oh, and, that's so sweet. Yeah. And, uh, and I don't want to get too much into spoiler territory, but um, there is a reason why that, ha- that relationship has to get affected at a yeah. certain point. And if you haven't watched the whole series yet, what are you doing? Watch the series. We're going to be dropping spoilers. Yeah, it's yeah, bound yeah, to yeah. happen. Uh, okay, great. We did all our segments. So oh, good. that feels so good. I uh, feel like I've accomplished everything I needed today. So much. So that just brings us to the wrap-up of the show. Tentative title, Confirm the Kill, a.k.a. Uh. Plugs. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there's a better pun. Please, listeners, send yeah. that in. Uh, plugs. So I've already mentioned where you can find Killing Eve. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet about the show. Tell your friends who love Killing Eve to uh, listen to this show. Yeah. That'd be great. Send us your emails. This is a fan podcast. This is a recap podcast where we're all just sharing our love for this amazing show. So we want to hear from you. Thank you to everyone who's already reached out. We had some amazing fan art, which I will share. Um, And yeah, we want to hear from you. Pete? What do you got to plug? What's going on I, in I your life, I, buddy? To be honest, guys, I, I don't have a lot, uh, uh, let's say. Uh, I'll be writing for the Beaverton starting in July. Yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, that's the, uh, the the website. Uh, what else? Um, I, uh, yeah, that's, you know, honestly. Where can people find you, you on find the internet? On the internet, you can find me at Pete DeCourcy on Twitter. Um, uh, and if you're my mom. Uh, you can continue commenting on everything I post. Donna just followed me. Yeah, so. D- Donna DeCorsi. Donna, why aren't you watching Killing Eve? 
And I know you're listening to this, Please Mom. Send in some <laughs> send in some emails. I'd be thrilled to read them. Yeah. It, it can't all just be anti-Trump stuff, Mother. You need to listen to a decent amount of TV. Yeah, just yeah. let yourself be entertained as a respite. Yeah, while you're while you're sewing, you could easily watch this in the background. Thank you to our producer, Chris. Yeah. And uh, everybody have a great week. I don't have a sign-off yet. No, yeah. Do you I have don't. any ideas, Pete? I, it's just the sound of a crushed tomato cheese <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network <laughs>